0: This is Pastor Joshua Swilly, and you're listening to the Hope United Podcast. We pray that this message is a blessing to you. Amen. Turn around and wave at somebody. God is good. God is faithful. And He is a good God. He loves you. And He has prepared His precious promises and His blessings for you. So I'm so excited tonight to have with me minister kendy ward won't you please come up to the stage let's welcome her tonight such a blessing to just dive into the word and um one of my favorite uh, uh bible study uh partners here and we uh do a lot of teaching around uh, around the church in different formats and uh just what a teaching gift. What a, what a great gift. And if you haven't bought her books, go. This woman is an incredible author. Uh,
1: well, thank you, Pastor how, how, Joshua. How many, books,
0: how many books are you up to? Now, I, I know there's at least three. Six. So, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. See, it's the double anointing. It was double, double what double, I double. thought. And so we're so proud of her and what God is doing through her. And uh, we look forward to, to many, many more books to come. Amen. Amen. I received that. (laughs) (laughs) Just got to stay on that that discipline writing schedule. And you know what? Funny enough, that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit tonight. Um, We want to talk about stewardship. So before we get into the word, we're going to pray. But if you will, go with us to Luke 19 and we're going to read from uh, verse 12 or 11 all the way down to um, is it 26, 27. 27. All right. So let's pray. God, just anoint what we're about to talk about tonight. If there's anything that's not from you, God, let it fall to the ground. But Father, everything that is from you, God, let us grab a hold of it. Let us hide it in our heart, God. Let it cause us to be victorious. Let it cause us to have the type of fruit that we should have in our life, the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So we're talking about stewardship. I really wanted to kind of take a couple of weeks and talk about stewardship. And so this is a great uh, little story, parable that Jesus told to start us off. And it says, Luke 19, 11, the crowd was listening To everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. And he said, a noble man was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. And before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me while I am gone. But his people... Uh, "'hated him and sent a delegation after him "'to say, we do not want him to be our king. "'But after he was crowned king, "'he returned and called the servants "'to whom he had given the money, "'and he wanted to find out what their profits were. "'And the first servant reported, "'Master, I invested your money "'and made ten times the original amount. "'Well done,' the king exclaimed. "'You are a good servant. "'You have been faithful With the little I entrusted you, and now you will be governor over ten cities as your reward. The next servant responded, Master, I invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done, the king said, you will be governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and kept it safe. I was afraid because you are a hard man to deal with. "'Taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops you didn't plant. "'You wicked servant,' the king roared. "'Your own words condemn you. "'If you knew that I'm a hard man who takes what isn't mine "'and harvests crops I didn't plant, "'why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? "'At least I would have gotten some interest on it. "'Then turning to the other standing nearby, the king ordered, "'Take the money from this servant "'and give it to the one who has ten pounds.'" but master, they said, he already has 10 pounds. Yes, the king replied. And to those of, uh, those who use well what they're given, even more will be given. But for those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now, I think this is an incredible insight into kingdom stewardship and what Uh, God's expectations are, what Jesus' expectations are. And so this incredible, incredible little insight here that Jesus entrusts us all with gifts. And Jesus uses uh, an example about money to illustrate this to us. So sometimes it's funny how people get upset when we talk about money in church, but actually Jesus talked a lot about money. So this particular time he's talking about money. And Jesus entrusts us um, with gifts, resources, relationships, but He's going to come back around and inspect what we've done with what He's entrusted us. It's not going to be like, "Here's this gift, do whatever you want to with it, and uh, you know, I'll see you someday in heaven." No, it's I'm going to come back around and inspect how you're doing, what you're doing, how good of stewardship that you have. And so this is, the, the, the situation is that Jesus is saying, I'm going to inspect. There is going to be an inspection. God, God is saying, I want a return on investment for what I have entrusted you with. I don't just give you a gift and then you can use it if you want to. Actually, there is a lot of responsibility with a gift. When God gives you a, a, a singing voice or God gives you the ability to uh, um, reach out to those in need or, or, or to pray over people or to, to be an encourager. It, these gifts are to be stewarded. Um, Jeremiah um, 1710 actually says, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the minds. God is coming back and he's even going to, he's going to see not only what we did externally, but actually he's going to look even on the internal to see what was our motivation, what was behind the scenes. You know how some people, they get on Facebook and they post themselves doing a good deed and you're wondering in the back of your mind, would you have done that good deed if it wasn't the camera rolling? would you would you really have got those happy meals and given them away to people that were hungry on the street if the camera wasn't rolling so it says Jeremiah 17:10 I the Lord search even the heart and examine the mind he's getting deep with it the inspection is thorough so he's coming back and he's going to inspect what we have been entrusted with resources relationships right giftings, abilities, capacity, open doors, opportunities, right? We have the ability to to write, you know, amazing books. You know, God's going to come back and say, you know, what have you done with that ability? Have you
1: ideas too?
0: ideas? Have you taken it to its full capacity? So I, I, I just think about what that inspection concept looks like. Um, we've all been entrusted with things. And so that, that, that includes these abilities relationships opportunities money um, so servant number one I want to take a look at this for a second he invests the money and he makes one hundred he makes ten fold profit ten fold profit that is actually a thousand percent return now for those that follow Wall Street or follow the stock market or in- invest some normally your normal rate of return is 12%. That's what the S&P 500 averages yearly is 12%. This first servant brought back 1000%. So this is a, like this this guy is hustling to say the least. He is sharp, he's using every gift within his arsenal to use and he's bringing back the maximum return on what he's been entrusted with. So this is impressive, an amazing return on investment, a, a, an incredible kingdom return for what for what God invested in him. So who wouldn't want this guy working for you, right? You you would find money to pay this guy to to, to work for you or at least take tips from him on investing. One thousand uh, of course, so he's gr- congratulated and he's rewarded by the king and 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 he is frankly he's proven that he can handle himself, he can handle money, he can handle opportunities and uh, uh, so, so so Jesus says he's going to be made ruler over ten cities. now I looked at what the budget so first, the going rate for a pound of sil- silver right now is. $206. So if you think he took $206, he, he, he multiplied it tenfold. He, he came back with the original two thousand two hundred and six, but he came back with 2060 as well. Now, Jesus said, my reward is going to be so much more that you could ask or think. It's going to blow your mind. Now, 10 cities, I'm going to make you steward over 10 cities. Does anybody know, just take a wild guess, what the budget for Miami-Dade is? I, there were so many zeros. I, 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 I was looking at the number like, it's got to be something wrong here. I, I'm reading this number wrong. Almost $9 billion. That's one city. That's one city. So if, you, if you're taking comparison of modern-day modern day silver price, then take a modern-day city like Miami-Dade and say almost $9 billion. Multiply that 10 times over. That's what this man, Jesus is saying, that's what this man would have responsibility over. So that is the reward system of heaven. It is heavily weighted to those that take Action. Those that step out in faith, not the person that sits on their gift and doesn't steward, but the person who takes a step of faith, a leap of faith, and tries to do something with the gift in his hand and brings back a return. So, uh, of course, the, the the second man he he uh, he does well as well. He uh, he, he brings a fivefold return, five hundred percent. That's still way uh, great, that? great, great, great. So that's still awesome. Five hundred percent return, and uh, he gets five cities. So this man still—he's not hurting. He's got—he's got about eight, nine million, nine billion dollar budget, uh, five times over. So this is a big jump from overseeing two hundred dollars to overseeing forty billion dollars or eighty billion dollars. That is a legitimate hedge fund. Okay. So stewardship could not be any clearer in this parable. Um, God will not entrust us just for having a good attitude, just for coming to church. Uh, we, we want you to come to church. Come to church on Sunday. Come to church on Wednesday. We have these things to equip the church. But it, it's not good enough just for church attendance. Even looking and talking like a good Christian. No, he's expecting stewardship. Oh, I love this. Being entrusted with gifts, people, wealth comes down to stewardship. Can you manage God's gifts? Can you manage God's relationships? Can you manage God's wealth? If you can manage it, you'll be entrusted with much, 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 much more, but you have to be a good steward.
1: Amen. So I see stewardship from the very beginning. If you go back to Genesis, God started creation with stewardship with Adam and Eve. He created man, and he placed man in the garden, and he said to tend to it and take care of it. He instructed them, commanded them to be a good steward over the garden. So it's the very first assignment that God gave to man was to steward what he just created, the earth. So we know that this is important to God to be a good steward over the gifts that he's given us. And sometimes we make the mistake of just thinking of it as finances. But as you pointed out, it's gifts, talents, relationships, actually it's anything that's in our life. Everything that we have, it came from God. You know, the very breath that we breathe, it comes from God. So we have to be a good steward over our bodies, and I'm trying desperately, you know, to be a good steward over our bodies, over our Health. You know, this is the only body that God gave us, so we have the responsibility to steward it well. The relationships, like you mentioned, of God has given you children. You know, you have to be a good steward over them in um, mentoring them and parenting them and training them up in the way that they should go. You know, that is a form of stewardship. Your job, God gave you a job. You know, the Bible says that we should work as unto the Lord, that you're not there working for your employees employer you're working there representing God and representing the kingdom you have to be a good steward over that you mentioned gifts and talents that God did not you know bless you with the ability to sing so you can sing in the shower you know you know that's not that's not what he gave you that for he might want you to be a part of the worship team you know creative creatively like me writing you know Um, Or even talking, you know, a lot of times we don't think of, you know, these things as gifts that we need to steward, but anything in our life that everything in our life comes from God. So we have to be, um, we have the responsibility of being a good steward over it to bring a return back to the kingdom. We should always be thinking about how can this bring a return to the kingdom, how is this going to bless the kingdom? How is this going to bless somebody? How is this going to witness to somebody? How is this going to draw somebody to God? Absolutely,
0: you know. It's um, to whom much is given, much is required. You know. At sometimes I, you know, I I know that I've been given a lot, and so it's 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 a great responsibility because I I have to look at my schedule and say am I really stewarding my time well because I've got all these things that God has entrusted me with and so you know I have to make sure that I use my time wisely. I can't just waste my time over here or waste my time over there. I've got to be intentional and I think that's something for many of us that God has given you a few different things that you can do. Maybe it's not just one thing or two things. Maybe it's three or four things and now you're trying to figure out how do I actually put My schedule together so I can be responsible over these things so that I can be a good steward. Because if we're not taking a look at our schedule on a regular basis, if we're not examining our our, our schedule, we we could be going whole seasons without doing something that is a primary gift that God gave us, you know. Are we making room for for primary gifts in our life? Are we making room for secondary gifts? Are we just going with the rhythm of life? Because if we're just going with the rhythm, the the enemy can come up with a counterfeit rhythm for your life real quick. He can make you busy. He can get you busy uh, putting out fires. He can get you busy doing uh, stuff that seems good, but sometimes you have to say no to stuff that's good To say yes to what is God for you. Because there's some stuff that's just you are put on this earth to do. And you need to steward that. First and foremost, if you were to make a list uh, tonight. If you were to make a list today and say, I'm going to put at the top the things that I know God has gifted me to do. God has called me to do. God has opened up these doors for me to walk through. Or God has given me these relationships. I'm going to put them in order of priority that God has set. Not that's comfortable for me. Sometimes the people that we need the most, they're the ones that have the most sandpaper relationship. It's like we get around them and they just it, it 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 bugs us, it irritates us. Why? Because that person's pushing, pushing, pushing for you to get to the destination that God has for you. Maybe they don't even know that they're doing it, but God put them in your life. Maybe they do know, and God's got them in a coaching capacity. That every time you want to sit down, they're saying, "Get back up. We got to go." Um, so sometimes we have to be, not sometimes, we always have to be intentional. There's moments we have to really just sit down and make a list and say, what do I know God has put in my life to steward? Let me do that tonight. Let me do that today because I don't want any time slipping away in what God has given me. This is an incredible thing that this one servant did. I want to be like that servant, the one that, that brought Back a tenfold return. God gave him two hundred bucks, and he multiplied it ten times, one thousand fold, one thousand percent. And so, how can we do that? You know, you know, at the very least, you know, the, the, the you know five hundred percent. This this blew me away. The king called the one that didn't use his gift wicked. Not, not, hey, you kind of messed up. Not, hey, you know, uh, we're going to have to take your gifts away because you didn't do a good job. He said you were wicked. So there is something about sitting on your gift that is absolutely offensive to God. To say he entrusted you, he entrusted me, he entrusted us. And then it is offensive to him for us to sit on
1: that gift. Because it's a gift. I mean, how would you feel if you bought one of your kids this expensive gift? Some awesome. Some awesome gift that, you know, you were really excited to give them and they were excited to receive initially. And then you see it just lying in the corner. How would you feel? You know, you would feel offended, you know, by it and it would be wicked. You asked me for this. I gave it to you and you're not using it. That's disrespectful. So it's disrespectful to God when we don't use the gifts that he gave us. And those gifts are precious. You know, when he created us, he took the time and he was intentional about what the gifts that he was giving us. So imagine the God of the universe that created everything. He was intentional about the gifts that he gave us. And then we have the audacity not to to use them, or even walk in your purpose or walk in your destiny, you know? So, yeah, that would be wicked. And also, just to piggyback on what you said about making the list, once you make the list of the things that are supposed to be priority, that are your top gifts, top calling, then you have to evaluate your life, and anything that you're doing that does not support what's on your list, you have to get rid of. You know, and like you said, that means saying no. And no is a complete sentence that requires no explanation. So, you know, don't feel guilty about, you know, saying no to things that are not propelling you towards the path, the destiny, the purpose that God has for you. Because it's just everything else is just a distraction. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I was I, you're absolutely right. I was listening to, to, to John Maxwell this last couple of weeks. And he was talking about um, that if you try to do everything, you try to go after everything, you end up with just whatever happens to be in your hand or whatever circumstantially happens. But if you set off for just a few things or just one thing, you can achieve that if you stay after it. Mm -hmm. If you are zealous and tenacious for that. And I think... That's what, um, that's what the servant here had. And I, I want to say one other thing, something really amazing. Right from the top of this parable, it, it says, you know, the crowd was listening to everything Jesus said. And because they w- he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story. Listen to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. Yeah. And let me just tell you something. <laughs> was, Me and my wife were talking about this in the house you know, a lot of times people put emphasis on the fact, oh, we're living in the last days. It's, it's, it's wars, rumors of wars. Uh, all these things are happening. You need to get ready. You know what? Yeah, you do need to get ready. But at the, read that scripture in context because it says these are just the beginnings of the birth pangs. That's not the baby. That's not Jesus coming forth. That's just the birth pains. Right. Actually, the, the, the scripture says when, when, when Jesus returns, actually, people be going to work. It'll be just like in Noah's day. People be going to de- having having parties. Everything will be normal. Everything will be regular. And then Jesus will return. It'll be like the time of Job. People be going. To, one person will be in the mill working. One person's taken and the other person isn't. So it, it's gonna, he's going to come like a thief in the night. So the, this parable, Jesus was saying, hey, hey, hey. Let's slow that down a little bit and let's be good stewards. Take what I've given in your hand and continue until I return. We should be diligent. We should be faithful in what God has placed in our hands and not stop because this is happening over here. This person's over here yelling the Messiah's coming. The end is coming. No, no, no. The scripture clearly says, don't go there. I'm not there. But be faithful. The scripture does say, Jesus says, he's going to come back. Be aware the bridegroom's going to come back. Don't be the foolish virgins. Be the, be the ones that have oil in their lamp, that been doing the right thing, that are prepared. Good stewards.
1: So you just said what I was going to say. So the point is to stay ready. Stay, stay ready. ready. That you don't have to get ready when you stay ready. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, you said it about the ten virgins.
0: <laughs> I love it because, you know... It's like we know what the word of God says, but then when emotions get involved and circumstances and the news starts playing, we forget and we start running around like we we, we don't know anything. But the scripture tells us clearly Jesus already prophesied. He already laid out the plan for you and me. He said, look, be diligent, be faithful Go out, spread the good news. Use what I give. If there's anything to do, you know, if you find anything to do with your hands, do it with all your might. You know, don't don't just look into the sky. You know, That's, isn't that what, what, what uh, the messenger said, the angel said? Don't just look into the sky. Get to work. Jesus gave you the plan, and he's given us all gifts. You know, I love the... Passage of Scripture, and we talk about it in Foundation Class online, and that is that uh, He gives all these gifts. There's all these gifts of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is is distributing them as He sees fit. And so, but depending on your depending on your assignment, depending on what He's got you doing, that some of those gifts are going to be more pronounced than others. And now you need to get to work with those gifts to bring forth the maximum return with those gifts. That is stewardship. And if you look at the New Testament and just look, there is an overarching narrative about stewardship. What is the return? What is the kingdom return on investment? God has put an investment in us. He has put a seed of faith in us. He has put gifts in us he's put the given us the holy spirit and we have this package of gifts within us and what are we going to do with it
1: right so what are we going to do with it so back to the gifts that you were just talking about you know specifically god may give us a gift for the assignment that he gave it that he's given us but also for the season that we're yeah. in that yeah the gifts may Differ or change depending on the season on. that we're in. So we can't get stuck in that, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm not good at discerning. And the Holy Spirit is quickening, you, quickening discernment in you for that particular season that you're in. So along with stewardship, we have to be um, sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is doing. And if you go back to the beginning of um, this passage in verse 12 that you just mentioned about Jesus and saying that, you know, the king was not returning, you know, that people thought that, You know, he was coming to, you know, rescue Israel, and that was not his assignment. He was restored to the assignment that the Father gave him, despite what the disciples were saying. You know, Peter, James, and John, they were his... Those were his boys. External pressures. He was getting all these external pressures to do something different than the assignment. He's like, but he knew his assignment. So he had already made that list, and he's like, I'm not doing anything that's not going to take me to the cross. So... So he was stewarding the assignment. So we have to be a good steward over the assignment that God has given us. And don't get off course from that assignment. Even though, like you said, external factors may be pointing in a different direction. If it's not an assignment that God gave you, you're like, "Ah, I can't do that. So.
0: Amen. Amen. So biggest takeaway biggest thought that you've had in your spirit today in this season about stewardship what would that be
1: so the biggest thing um, in my spirit the takeaway is that you know a lot of times we think you know if we have the gift and we're we're using it and we're not squandering it like um the prodigal son he squandered his inheritance oh well i'm not doing that but when I look at this and I look at the first Stuart, and he had a tenfold return and then it was a fivefold return, we have to be multiplying, which means we have to be creating with our gift. You know, we're made in God's image and likeness and he's a creator. So our gift should be um, expanding, you know, whatever that gift is, if it's preaching, teaching, writing, singing, if it's, you know, with finances, it should be increasing and multiplying in number and in its reach. So that's what I saw from this. That is not just good enough to be like, you know, I'm starting it because I'm not squandering it. I'm not wasting it. I'm not being wasteful with my gift. But you're also not increasing and multiplying the gift. And you're not, it's not reaching further. So that's my takeaway that it has to be increasing.
0: And God can God can do a whole number of things. You know, there's one of the spiritual gifts is, is generosity. And, um, you know, we see with some of the early industrialists like William Colgate that he ended up giving 90% of his income away. God was blessing him so much. And he had learned that that gift, if he stewarded it the right way. And I, I think, you know, you see certain people, they get to a place of maximum stewardship of that, that. Servant number one position that they're just maximum, you know, so he could live off 10%. He was doing so good. And he had, he had really walked into the fullness of this gift of generosity. Some people are saying, I really believe God wants me to be a kingdom business person. You know, um, that I am, that I am bringing money into the kingdom of God, or I'm bringing money into, um, different avenues that, that God is doing. And so, God can use you that way. God can use you as a mentor. God can use you, you know, as an intercessor. God can use you as an author. God can use you as a musician, as a psalmist. God can use you in so many different ways. It's just about finding, just drilling down to what is the essence? What is the main thing that God has put me here to do? And can I... Put that to paper, Back two, two. Can I write down the vision? Can I make it plain so that me and other people that, that want to help me run with my vision, we can run with it. We can make this thing happen because it's going to take running. It's going to take getting into a stride. It's going to take some action to be able to bring a return that... When we're done, we, we feel satisfied. And also the Lord is turning to us and saying, well done, you know, good and faithful servant. And that's what I believe that we should be pushing for as believers.
1: I just want to add one more thing. All right. Also, another part of being a good steward is doing things in excellence. Yeah. And, you know, when God gives you a gift, you know... Initially, you might not know everything. I'm sure when you started singing or playing an instrument, you didn't know everything about it. When I started writing, obviously, I didn't know everything about creative writing. So we had to study, you know, the gifts, study the craft to be able to perfect the craft. So you're not just producing something that is subpar. You know, we're producing something of excellence because we serve a God of excellence. When he created the earth, it wasn't, you know, eh, okay. He didn't say, "Ah, okay, this could pass. He said it's good. And when he created us, he said it was very good. So anything that we produce, part of being a good steward is being able to look at it and saying that this is very good. So you have to study your craft, whatever that is. Even if you want to be a kingdom business person, you have to study. You know, you have to study accounting. You have to study economics. You have to study tax laws. Um, So that's a part of being a good steward is to study to show yourself approved. Mm -hmm.
0: Amen. 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 Um, I, I I know that's true because in, in the course of sometimes you do it because you know you need to do it. Sometimes God brings you through a pathway of things and you don't really understand why you're doing some of those things until he gets you to a certain point and it's like all these things come together like, oh, okay. like There was a time and a season that I was helping my, my father and I was a youth pastor and then I was helping my father and I was a, uh, I was a worship leader and then I was helping my father and I was an administrator. And then God brought me to the point where me and my wife are, are pastoring now. But I took all those collections of things that God brought me through a journey. And now those things added and made yes. me more robust as a leader. So God wants to take you on a journey to make your gifts operate at full capacity. Amen. So let's pray and let's just uh, let's just agree on that word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you would just... God, cause us to be great stewards. God, we're encouraged by that first servant that brought 1,000% return back. He brought a tenfold return. God, I thank you, Lord, that you would cause us to be the type of servants, be the type of sons and daughters that bring back a return, a kingdom return, so much so, God, that there is a reward, God, that, it, that there is an overflow, that we see an abundance in our lives, God. Thank you, Lord, that when we steward well, the little that you give us, God, you will give us much, much more. And you are the God that is the God of the win-win. You're not just going to take care of us. You're going to bless our families. You're going to bless those around us as we steward well. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Hope United podcast. Please consider planting a seed in this ministry. Any seed helps us get the gospel message out to those that would otherwise not hear it. If you want to give, please click the link below in the episode notes. If you're in the area, come visit us in Pembroke Pines, Florida may God bless you, and may you possess the promise God has for you.